Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the October edition of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program. This is the only monthly compliance program focusing on a different subject, taking a deep dive so that it will help you have a more effective compliance program. This month, I will be talking about One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures. But first, a word from this month's sponsor, the Volkoff Law Group. Hi, I'm Mike Volkoff of the Volkoff Law Group and proud sponsor of this month's podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested in the company, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. The Volkoff Law Group specializes in corporate compliance, internal investigations, and white-collar defense. We are your partners in our joint mission of building an effective ethical culture for your company. Our 10 years experience shows that business cultures can change. We are committed to work with you to achieve an ethical culture in your company. We address your company's anti-corruption, antitrust, trade and sanctions, anti-money laundering, and other regulatory and legal risks. We do this through practical guidance that your company can easily implement. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.volkofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our new podcast series of the same name. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at volkofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals. Thank you, Michael. In this month's series, we will take a look at the role of compliance in mergers and acquisitions, the role of compliance in joint ventures, in joint venture agreements, distributorships, franchises, teaming agreements, partnerships, as well as other types of business relationships. At the end of October, you have an excellent grounding in what you need to do for a business venture under the FCPA. My one-month series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program running through 2017 is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 19, Distributors. Many compliance practitioners generally view distributors as a part of their third-party risk management program, with most of their attention to the pre-contract phase of the risk management process. Typically, most of these efforts are spent on due diligence with less on managing the relationship after the contract is signed. However, many facets of a corporate relationship with a distributor are closer to those of other business venture partners. So today I'm going to talk about distributors as business venture partners. One of the issues in any compliance program is the compensation paid to a business venture partner as your FCPA risk or FCPA exposure arises when companies pay money, either directly or indirectly, to fund bribes. In the traditional intermediary scenario, the company funnels money to a business venture partner who then passes it, some or all of it, to the bit bribe recipient. Often the payment is disguised as compensation to the intermediary and some portion is redirected for corporate purposes. 
When companies grant distributors uncommonly deep discounts, bribes can result, either from the distributor is instructed by the company to use the excess amounts to fund corrupt payments, or because the distributor pays bribes on its own without the express direction or even implicit selection from the company to do so to gain some business advantage. The FCPA 2012 guidance stated, It is noted that common red flags associated with third parties include large discounts or unreasonably large discounts to third-party distributors. The distributor enforcement cases offers lessons to combat this scenario, which is where legitimate companies require assistance. How can risk that distributors present be managed? Well, certainly one mechanism is to install a distributor discount policy and monitoring system tailored to the company's operational structure. In virtually every business, there exists a range of standard discounts granted to distributors. Under the approach recommended, distributors, excuse me, discounts within that range may be granted without the need for further investigation, explanation, or authorization. Absent, of course, some glaring evidence that the distributor intends to use even the standard cost price delta to fund corrupt payments. Where the distributor requests a discount above the standard range, however, the policy should require legitimate justification. Evaluating and endorsing that justification requires three steps. Relevant information about the contemplated elevated discount must be captured and memorialized. Requests for elevated discounts should be evaluated in a streamlined fashion with tiered levels of approach, such as higher discounts require higher ranking uh, and official approval. And three, elevated discounts are then tracked along with their request and authorization to facilitate the auditing, testing, and benchmarking process going forward. This process also works to more fully operationalize your compliance regime as it requires multiple and increasing upper levels of management involvement, approval, and oversight. Through whatever means are the most efficient, a discount authorization request template should be prepared. While remaining mindful of the need to strike a balance between the creation of a necessary red tape and the need to mitigate risk, the discount authorization request template should be designed to to capture a given request and to allow for an informed decision about whether it should be granted. Because the specifics of a discount authorization request are critical to evaluating its legitimacy, it is expected that the employee submitting the discount authorization request will provide details on how the request originated, i.e., was it a, whether a request from the distributor or a contemplated offer by the company, as well as the legitimate justification for the elevated discount. In other words, why was it given? Was it volume-based or some other reason? In addition, the discount authorization request template should be designed to identify gaps in compliance that may otherwise go undetected, such as the confirmation that the distributor executed a certification of FCPA compliance. Next, channels should be created to evaluate the discount authorization requests. The precise structure of that system will depend on several factors, most notably the risk profile of your company, but it is a Ideally, the goal should be to allow for tiered levels of approach. Usually, three levels of approval are sufficient, but this can be expanded or contracted as determined by your company's risk assessment and your risk profile. Ultimately, the greater discount contemplated, the more scrutiny the discount authorization request should receive. Factors to be considered in constructing the approval framework include the expected volume of discount authorization requests, and the current organizational structure of your company. 
The goal is to ensure that all discount authorization requests are vetted in an appropriately thorough manner without negatively impacting the company's ability to efficiently operate. This should also mandate the operationalization of your compliance of this compliance issue into multiple disciplines within your organization. Once the information is gathered, reviewed, and the approval processes are formulated, there must be a system in place to track, record, and evaluate the discount authorization requests, both those approved and denied. This captured data can provide invaluable insight into FCPA compliance and beyond. By tracking the total number of discount authorization requests, the company will find themselves or should find itself better able to determine where and why there was a request for an increase. Whether the standard range should be raised or lowered engage the level of commitment to compliance within the company. This information in turn leaves the company better equipped to respond to government inquiries down the road. Rethinking approaches to business venture partners such as distributors is but one of the ways <clears throat> that increased the increased number of enforcement actions, the, F, the 2012 FCPA guidance, and the Justice Department's Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document have provided insight into how the government interprets and enforces the FCPA. This information, in turn, allows companies to get smarter about FCPA compliance. With a manageable amount of forethought, companies who rely on distributors can create, install, and maintain systems which allow them to spend fewer resources to more effectively prevent violations of bribery and corruption. Moreover, these systems generate tangible proof of the company's commitment to compliance and more fully operationalize this aspect of their compliance program. Many companies that have been involved in enforcement actions because of distributors. The sales size does not receive focus equal to that of commissioned sales agents. This type of business venture partner, I should say. It can present an equally large compliance risk. By using the discount authorization request approach, you will have created a well-thought-out process which will operationalize your compliance program around distributor compensation in a manner which documents your decision-making calculus. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the creation of a well-thought-out process which operationalizes your compliance program around distributor compensation in a manner which documents your decision-making calculus is critical. Two, require multiple levels of approval for a discount distributor discount request, which is out of your standard range. And three, track, tracking distributor discounts on a global basis makes your company more efficient. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me for day 19 of one month of to more effective compliance for business ventures, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 20. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Compliance for Business Ventures, and I hope you will join me again. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate the podcast as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only daily podcast which will bring you a more effective compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Once again, thanks to this month's sponsor, Mike Volkoff at the Volkoff Law Group. The <clears throat> podcast series, One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Please join us again.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.